The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with Fandle, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Let's roll, baby. It is a surprise Monday Spotify Live as the winter meetings are moving and shaking. All sorts of activity throughout Major League Baseball. So, of course, New York, New York has you covered. And, you know, of course, I happen to be on the golf course today when I get news that the New York Mets go and get the American League Cy Young Award winner and a guy who is a first ballot Hall of Famer, a guy who's one of the best pitchers, of his respective generation. And that is how the New York Mets pivot from losing Jacob DeGrom. They go and sign Justin Verlander. It's crazy money. I'm not concerned at all about crazy money. And look, for me to come on and to, let's say, knock this particular move uh, would be a big mistake. Because Justin Verlander is Justin Verlander. He's a stud. It's a short-term commitment. Do I like Verlander on a two-year deal a lot more than DeGrom, let's say, on a five-year deal? Absolutely. But to say this move is a given now in making the Mets a World Series champion, let's call the Jets on that. Because to me, what this move does, it negates the loss of DeGrom. You don't feel the loss of DeGrom. 
because you bring Justin Verlander into the fold. And look, I think Verlander for next year, safe bet, probably going to be great. I know I wouldn't want to bet against that. Are there warning signs? Yes. This is a guy who just had Tommy John surgery. He's on the north side of 40. You're giving 40 plus million dollars to a guy who's on the north side of 40. And you combine that with what you already have with Max Scherzer. That can get dicey. And I said it. I preferred Carlos Rodon. Now, I know Carlos Rodon doesn't have a Hall of Fame track record. I know there are questions about his durability as well. But he's a guy who's entering those, quote unquote, prime years of the career. The Mets now are hoping to get one or two years of lightning in a bottle. And I think personally what the Mets are looking to do here, folks, is they are looking to kind of bridge the gap while they rebuild their form system by signing veteran players on short-term contracts. And it's like that win now, win in a future type deal. I think that's what they want to do. Cohen, to his credit, is smart enough to realize that you need a front office that believes in developing a form system. It's what the smart teams in Major League Baseball are able to do. They develop players. They have some cheap, affordable players that develop, that are good, that are under control for cheap. And then you have the situation where you go and say, okay, boom, I am now going to pay veteran players and go for it. That's Cohen's MO. Verlander, I'm not worried about New York with him. I'm not worried about the stage. What I am concerned about is two 40-year-old pitchers and how that will hold up over the next two or three years. But this is where I got to commend this ownership group. And this right now is a major difference between what the Mets have going and what the Yankees have going. The Mets, I know, are going to go the extra mile to try to win. The Mets might be looking at $300 million, $350 million payroll if they're going to go and get Brandon Nimmo crazy $140, $150 million that Jeff Passan talked about with us a few weeks ago. Now, I, for one, think that's absurd. I would actually prefer the Mets go sign Benintendi for a shorter-term contract and play Starling Marte in center field. That's what I would do. I would not give Brandon Nimmo $140 million. Good player, nice player, not $140 million. No way, no how. But the Mets are going to pivot. The Mets are going to be big players in free agency. Then you have the Yankees. And listen, for me to knock the Yankee offseason right now on what is today, December the 5th, would, it would be outrageous. It, it actually would be asinine for me to go and do that because they haven't done anything yet. We don't know how the Aaron Judge saga is going to play out. We don't know what other moves are going to be made. But today, I'm not going to lie. You know what bothered me a little bit? And maybe some Yankee fans feel this way. The Mets go and sign Justin Verlander for a monster contract. The Philadelphia Phillies, and they made an excellent, excellent signing. I don't care how the contract looks in year eight, year nine, year 10, year 11. Trey Turner is exactly what that team is looking for. He is a spark plug. He is a five-tool, all-around stud. And he can lead off. He can run the bases. He can play defense. Exactly what that Philadelphia Phillies team is lacking. They are going to absolutely adore Trey Turner. And for five or six years, they're going to have themselves one hell of a player. But on a day where Turner signs with the Phillies and Verlander signs with the Mets, 
the Yankees announced that Brian Cashman is coming back. And look, this is not a surprise to anyone. We all knew Brian Cashman was going to come back. The way he has been handling his business, it's obvious. This is this is not some surprise. Nobody is shocked by this. But when you hear four years, it's like, well, might as well make it a lifetime contract extension at that point. Because Brian Cashman is going to be here basically for, for the rest of my time here on earth as Yankee general manager. And it's not that Cashman has been out and out disaster. It's that the Yankees are still. It's that the Yankees are clearly in a position where they need something fresh. They need new life. And that's not coming from the front office. And that's, uh, that's not coming from the Yankee manager. We all, we all know that. Yankee offseason. Waiting. Is that Carlos Rodon? I'd love it. Obviously, Aaron Judge has to come back. But even with the Astros losing Verlander, which I guess you could say is a win for the Yankees, the Astro pitching is still loaded. Valdez, McCullers, Javier, Uquiti, they, they got 10 zillion different guys they can run out there. Yankees got to close that gap. You can't say, oh, well, the Astros lost Verlander. Guess what? The Astros lost Cole. The Astros lost Correa. The Astros lost Springer. Here's what they keep doing, beating the Yankees. So thank you, Steve Cohen and the Mets. I guess weakening the Astros a smidge. Thank you for that. But I want to see my team play with the big boys and act like a big boy. They have not done that the last couple of years. I'm sorry, they haven't. The Mets, on the other hand, they will. Mets cannot be done here, though. They need back-end help in that rotation. And I would not go and get Jamison Tyon. You want to get the Japanese guy? I'm in on that. I would not bring Bassett back. I've said that multiple times. I think Bassett told you all you needed to know about him the last two starts of the year against Atlanta and against the San Diego Padres in the playoffs. You combine that with his, you know, commentary on New York and, you know, the grind and how tough it is to play here and all that stuff. I, I don't like it. I don't like Bassett as a fifth of the Mets. Verlander and Scherzer, that's must-see TV every fifth night. Two out of every five nights. How those guys hold up, what they look like in the month of October, to me, that will vindicate and validate whether or not this is a success. That, to me, will be the key. All right. Uh, let's get to some calls right out of the gate. Eric leads us off. He joins us. Eric, what's happening, bro? How we doing? Um, I'm like you. The second I saw the Cashman uh, news, wasn't surprised at all. We talked about it at the end of the Yankees season when we got swept, how wholesale changes were going to need to be made and that would have to start at the top. But the problem is that our owner loves Cashman. Cashman loves Boone. So those three are going to be joined the hip for, God, probably close to the, the rest of this decade. And that's just, uh, that's just lovely. Well, it's not inspiring. Listen, that's what it boils down to, Eric. It's not inspiring from a Yankee perspective. And then you see the other team in town that is acting like an aggressor. They are acting like a team that feels the sense of urgency. They lose Jacob DeGrom. In years past, it would be an out-and-out nightmare and disaster for the Mets. And how would they proceed? And how would they move forward? And what would they do? Now, they just go and get Justin Verlander. No big deal. And 15 years ago, that would have been a Yankee move. When George was still running the team, that's a move he would have made. He wouldn't have cared about the luxury tax 
or how high the payroll would have had to go. It's about winning headlines in New York and bringing in the best guys to do that. I would have loved to have had Verlander on a, a two-year deal. Not having him uh, on Houston is is obviously a win, but I don't want to pitch for the Mets. I want to pitch for the Yankees, even if it's on a, a short-term deal. Uh, and I, I really hope that they have a few moves up their sleeves. Well, that's what it boils down to, Eric. It cannot be a situation for the Yankees where they say, hey, we're bringing Aaron Judge back. We gave you guys your MVP, but this is going to be the team that we run out in 2023. You won't be good enough. I'm sorry. Case closed. You will not be good enough to win. Nope. Baltimore's coming. Blue Jays are going to be much better. Uh, Houston's still the team to beat with the, the way they've constructed everything. And you just you never know how things are going to shake out with, with injuries and where, where the season goes. Currently constructed, it's a, not a guarantee that they even get out of their own division. So a lot more moves need to be made. Hopefully they uh, bolster up the starting rotation uh, and, and move a few pieces around the board. I really hope they sign Judge, but just with, with the same regime being back, that means it's going to be the same mindset and the same accepting of, hey, we made it to an ALCS. We're doing pretty well. Uh, when was the last time we were in a World Series? 2009. That's a long time. And the game's changed a lot since then. And they have not adapted with the game. I think there's something to be said for that. And look, I think they are all well aware of the fact that they have to bring Aaron Judge back. And seeing that Trey Turner contract, and I know Turner is younger, and I know his body is probably more likely to hold up. But you see that Turner contract, and uh, I'm sure Aaron Judge is like, yep, tack on extra couple of zeros to that contract. And I think he might get that ninth year. And you're not going to love it. It's not going to sit well with you from a Yankee fan perspective to go and give it to him, but I kind of think they have no choice. The great Cobra is up next here on this Spotify Live. What's happening, Cobra? How we doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. So I'll tell you this. The only thing that was stopping Brian Cashman from getting this lifetime contract again today was somebody cutting a bungee cord of him uh, climbing uh, Stanford Town Center last night. That was it. Look, he's back. He's here for good. Say what you want. He will, you know, if they if they put up another monument in Monument Park, it's going to be for, for Cashman, and it'll be his grave. So I, I look at it that way. And as uh, as far as the Mets go, look, give Cohen, give Cohen, you know, Steve, Bobby Axelrod Cohen credit. He he went out. He said, fuck it. You know what? DeGrom didn't even take listen. DeGrom didn't want to be here for them. He said, I'm going to get the second best thing, or actually the better thing. Got a better contract with Verlander. Oh, Cobra, listen, to me, it's a no-brainer. Verlander for two years, DeGrom for five years, I don't even think twice, dude. I don't even think twice. But at the end of the day, they did what they had to do, and we're sitting with our fucking thumbs up our ass, you know, and, and I'll say this. If Aaron Judge does not come back, go get Xander Bogarts. I don't want to hear anything. Do something. Because Cashman needs to, you know, again, he's going to be here till the end of days, you know, Life, death, taxes, and Brian Cashman running the New York fucking Yankees. And that's it. Cobra, it's crazy thinking about the idea of Brian Cashman being Yankee general manager from 1998 and beyond. Appreciate the call. That's just, like, absurd to think about. Think about 1998. Think about what you were doing in your life in 1998. And think about where we are right now. I, I mean, it's even crazy with Verlander. I remember watching Verlander's rookie year. 2006 with the Tigers, upstart Tiger team that nobody thought had a chance to beat the New York Yankees. Verlander started that game two, rain out, afternoon game, made one mistake to Johnny Damon, which was a three-run homer, but aside from that, he was really good. 
And, and Verlander, by the way, has done nothing but beat the Yankees his entire career. You realize that? 2006, 2011, 2012, 2017, 2019, 2022. That is a lot of serious wins against the Yankees. I mean, there's, he, he's got to have all-time the best winning percentage against the Yankees, like as a player in a postseason series. Never lost him. It's crazy. It's never lost. Let's head to our main man. I told you they would pivot. Uh, Mark from Kings Park, are we going to be changing your, your avatar to a Verlander? Is that going to happen? Uh, no, probably Pete Alonso. Oh, you're going to Alonso. So you're going to the face of the franchise. Okay, I understand that. Well, I understand I'm hoping that I'm going to get the forever in that since I couldn't get that out of like, the drum. Yeah, I, I get that. And, and more to me, that's the only negative of losing DeGrom now thinking about it is the idea that you don't have this guy go from start to finish. Like, that is a bummer. But, and you know me, I preferred Rodon over Verlander. That's fine. Two years of Verlander compared to five years in that crazy contract for DeGrom, it's not even close what I would choose, dude. It's not even close. No, it's not close. But, like, I just got to just add, like, one quick thing since you were talking about Verlander and, and seeing Verlander. To me, Verlander, that series where... Uh, you know, when they played the Yankees in 2006, I'll forever always remember where I was when Maglio or Ordon- I believe it was Maglio Ordonez, maybe it was Carlos Lee. I believe it was Maglio Ordonez hit that home run off of some Yankee scrub in a bullpen in 2006. I was jumping up and down, being a dire Mets fan and absolutely hitting Yankees in my wife's apartment back in Farmingdale on Long Island before I moved to Colorado. Well, he's been around a long time, dude. And, and you know, you think about it, before Verlander went to the Astros, his last year or two in Detroit, Mark, everybody was saying he's done. It's over. I, I remember vividly, I was on SNY. I'm doing a baseball night New York show, which I do now all the time. But I was on the show. I think it was the first time I was on the show at night. And it was me, Doug Williams, and Anthony McCarron. And I said to them in that July, this was right after the Yankees got, I think it was Tommy Canley, Todd Frazier, and um, David Robertson. I said, I'd go get Verlander. I said, I would do it. I think he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. I think he's got something to prove. I think New York would bring out the best in him. Well, they were like, oh, he's old. You sure you want to do that? But, but, but he goes to the Astros. And I think we know what has happened with the career of Justin Verlander, Mark. Because what? That was 2017. It's now 2023. And the guy's getting $40-something million a year. Yeah, I think he had something left in his tank still, you know, perhaps. Um, I got to say, though, that, um, you know, this is definitely the, the difference. I'm just sick and tired of people's crap that they were blaming Stephen Cohen for DeGrom. Well, anybody who is blaming, let's be honest, Omar. Anybody who is blaming Cohen for DeGrom leaving is an idiot. You can quote me on that. They are an idiot for having that thought because, Mark, just think about this logically. And, And I'm not the most logical guy in the world, but in this case, I am. Steve Cohen has an exorbitant amount of money. If he wants to pay a guy and keep a guy, he's going to be able to do it. This was not about money with DeGrom. He didn't want to be here. Oh, 100%. I'm just like, I just lose my shit when people are like, oh, like, same old Mets, left out loud Mets. Like, no. Like, let's put this to bed. If someone says that again, like, maybe they just do it to just troll me or like whatever. I just think, I just don't take kindly to that because of all the crap we've been to with our cheap ass former Mets owner. And now it's like, great. Like, the shoe's almost on the other foot because like, I don't wish any bad for you, JJ, because you're a great Yankee fan. You're a great dude. I love you. Like, you know that. But, like, now you're getting kind of a taste of all the crap. You know what, though, Mark? I don't have a problem with that. Listen, you want to you wanna now say your team is shopping at Tiffany's and my team is not shopping at Tiffany's. 
you're 1,000% right about that. And if you want to needle me, that's fine. Listen, I'm a big boy. I can take it. I know it's not personal. I like the Godfather. It's strictly business. I, Dude, I get it, bro. I get it. It's the thing. It's like, I actually want the Yankees to like pony up and like, you know, act like they're the old New York Yankees. Because to me, I can't wait. And this is why I'm kind of pissed. Because to me, Aaron Judge, and this is what we were saying the other day, would be perfect for the Mets. I want to see the Mets and Yankees go mano to mano for a player. It, oh, it will happen. Mark, it's going to happen at some point. I don't, it's not going to be, I could tell you this without hesitation. It's not going to be Aaron Judge. But, it, but it, listen, we discussed that the other day. You nailed it. You're not wrong. It would solve a major need for the Mets. But, Dude, here's the other thing. I was talking about this with Manaya and with Terry today when we were on set at Baseball Night in New York. I think he's going to the Dodgers next year. I, I think the Mets will make a serious play for him. I He might choose the West Coast because he likes living on the West Coast. The Dodgers, though, Mark, right now are in a position where they have money coming off the books, but I don't think they're all in on Aaron Judge. I could be wrong. I, I could be mistaken. I don't get the sense they're the team that's the Yankees' biggest threat for Judge. I think the Giants are, and I, I think the Dodgers are just biding their time for Otani. Uh, the Giant, you know, the Giants. I 100% agree are the biggest threat for Judge. But see, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, okay, like maybe the Mets aren't like really going after Judge because they want to save for Otani next year. And to me, though, like you know, Otani. Obviously, for everyone, solves a lot of needs. But to me, like I just have this thing where it's like, okay, like we have Cano also coming off the books next year too, at the end of this coming season. So right there, there's twenty one million ish dollars. That's like half of like Otani, probably. And so to me, like you also only have one more year then left after that with Scherzer and Verlander. So it's not like the Mets aren't gonna have any money that's coming off the books. And I believe that you're having a couple other contracts coming off the books too. So to me, like I think the Mets are going to have quite a few shekels. Sure. Here's here's my question, Omar, for this year, for this team. What's next? They need another starter. I would be fine if they go get the Japanese guy. I would have no issue with that. Um, that'd probably be my top target because there's legitimate upside there. Um, I'm not interested in Tyone. And we may disagree on this. I don't want any part of Bassett coming back. No, no, I want no, I already told you I want no part of him coming back. As soon as he opened up his mouth about how it, you know the, about how New York's a gauntlet. See ya. Yeah, there's some up with that. There, there's a problem. I, I totally agree. And Mark, you know what else? Actions speak louder than words sometimes. He went completely gimp in the two biggest starts of the year. Did he not? Right. But that's kind of my whole thing too. It's like, shockingly enough, the ground didn't want to be here either. What did he do down the stretch? Eh, not very well. Neither did Bassett. I want guys that are motivated, that want to be Mets, Kind of like Pete Alonzo. Pete Alonzo, to me, is like Mr. Met. You can tell that he's out and about in the city. He loves being in New York. He likes the big stage. Is he the best player in the world? No. But I want people that want to be here. And to me, like, Brennan Nimmo, to me, I don't really know what to think. Like, Brennan Nimmo, yeah, like, he leaves his jersey on, you know, way after the game's over, the very last game. He says that he loves the Mets, blah, 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 blah. But to me, just like the Grom, that could be just posturing. I mean, the dude's from a small city in, in Cheyenne, Wyoming, or wherever he's from, or in, no, in, uh, in South Dakota. It's like, he, I'm not sure if he really wants to be here either. 
Oh, uh, he's going to the highest bidder. Listen, he's a Boris guy, Mark. He's a Boris guy. He's going to go where the money brings him. And listen, if the New York Yankees miss out on Aaron Judge, which would be a disaster, Brandon Nimmo's in point for them. I mean, I don't know how you sell Brandon Nimmo Aaron Judge, but be that as it may, I think the Giants are going to be a monster player for Nimmo because they're probably going to miss out on Judge. They're going to need somebody to go to add to their team, and they'll go and get Brandon Nimmo. Uh, the crazy money. And listen, Pastor came on the show and said it. $140 million. Appreciate the call as always, dude. For Nimmo. I like almost spit up my coffee when he said that. I was like, are you serious? $140 million? But believe it. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag tall tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th, U.S. only C-Store online for details. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. Let's head to Matt, who's up next. He joins us. What's up, Matt? How we doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing well, man. No complaints, man. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to say this one made me happy because I think, you know, Steve Cohen definitely could have overbid if he wanted to. He decided to stay off. And DeGrom didn't perform in the playoffs when he needed him. We know that Verlander can perform when the time is right. We're not necessarily going to get as many starts in the regular season, but we're going to get the starts in the postseason. That's what's important for me. Um, and I'm just happy to see Uncle Steve spending where he needs to, but staying off because... You know, those albatross contracts, even if you have the money, they stay on the books for a while. Uh, and he, he stayed off when he needed to. And that, that was awesome. 1,000%. To me, this cancels out what you had going losing DeGrom. Because losing DeGrom, even though he's not durable and, and, and even though, you know, he didn't want to be here, you needed to replace him. You needed another front-end starter. You got that. To me, it was, okay, go get Verlander or Rodon. I preferred Rodon because of his age. I know he doesn't have the pedigree. I know the name's not as sexy. I know it doesn't bring Kate Upton. I think Rodon is a tremendous pitcher. And if the Yankees are all listening right now, he would be a nice ad to put with Cole, to put with Nestor, to put with Severino. Got to play to win a game. Need the Yankees to start acting like the Yankees. The Mets, they, they are big ticket spenders. Give them credit for that. Big time. Our buddy Bradley is up next. Hello, Bradley. How we doing? JJ, good to talk to you again. Bradley, my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad we're doing this before Monday Night Football. What's up, Poppy? Uh, not much. Uh, yeah, first off, it's a really good thing when I saw the news that Justin Verlander going to the Mets. A, what went through my mind was, yeah, like, great, he's not in Houston anymore. But B, you know, like you said before, Houston's going to find an easy way to replace him. And it's, just, it's not going to slow them down one bit, in my opinion. I say I agree. Look, they churn out new talent, a new crop of player. Feels like year after year after year. Dude, they lose Carlos Correa. Jeremy Pena wins the LCS MVP and a World Series MVP. They've lost Cole. They've lost Springer. 
Um, they have survived and they've kept a good nucleus intact. They've kept a winning nucleus intact. And listen, until I see the Yankees beat them, you, you, you can't sit there and tell me the Yankees have a better team than the Astros. You can't do it. JJ, other than obviously getting judged back um, and maybe possibly getting run down, what other move do you think they should make? Do you think they should re-sign Ben Tendy or what other position do you think they should sign to like sure enough on the staff right now? All right, good question. Very good question. And I'm trying to be as realistic as I can. Aaron Judge has to come back. Okay. Rodon, I'd put him at the top of the rotation right next to Cole and Nestor and Seve. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, I got myself a real potent one, two, three, and four come playoff time. Then the next move I would make is to what you just said. I would re-sign Andrew Benintendi. To me, if the Yankees, and I would trade Gleyber Torres. That is another move I would make. I do not think the Yankees will do it. And the reason I don't think the Yankees right now are going to trade Gleyber Torres they might be concerned about what kind of shape DJ LeMayu is in and whether or not DJ LeMayu is going to be ready for the start of the year. But my counter to that, Bradley, is if you go and re-sign Benintendi, then a guy like Waldo can go and play second base until DJ comes back and he could kind of bounce around and play a little here and play a little there. That's what I envision. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, Oswaldo and definitely Peraza. I mean, I think... Peraza's going to have a really good year, in my opinion. Well, he's got to be the shortstop. Listen, to, to me, it's a no-brainer. He's got to be the shortstop. And the reason I would look to trade Gleyber Torres is because I want the middle infield to be Peraza and Volpe. That's what I want in a perfect world. That's what I want. Yeah, and I think Peraza and Volpe are going to be the middle infielders for this team like for at least the next five years, in my opinion. Well, uh, Bradley, listen, from your lips to God's ears, I also thought Miguel Andujar and Quinn Frazier and Greg Bird were going to be Yankees that were fixtures in the lineup for a long period of time, dude. So you, you hope that Peraza and Volpe are up to task, if you will. But you got to see it at the big league level. Listen, the Braves, they develop players. They play in the big leagues. The Astros, they do the same. The Dodgers, they do the same. The Yankees haven't been as good at that. I'm sorry, they haven't been. Yeah, no, they, they've definitely been uh, striking out a lot on that lately. But, you know, JJ, good talk. The hot soap's heating up and cooking. Can't wait to see all the moves I'm going to be having. Hopefully, we can. Oh, no doubt. Bradley, this is a good time of the year, man. Listen, with all the baseball stuff going on, we got two winning football teams that are playing big games. There's a lot cooking. There's a lot cooking. All right. We head to uh, Staten Island. He's fresh off his trip to the Twin Cities. The great Kenny is up next. Hello, Kenny. How are you, buddy? Here, my buddy. You're all good. Kenny, by the way, I, I follow you now on Twitter. I just got to say, fabulous. Fabulous, fabulous picture uh, with the great Robert Sala. That was fantastic. <laughs> that was classic. You know me, when I go to the road games, I got a couple of hooks, but I'm always staying at the team hotel So with a the, with the guy. Well, Kenny, listen, we are gonna, we're going to have to link up when we're in South Florida in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm booking everything this week. Uh, I spoke to my guy out there, and, uh, you know, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the trip. Do you, and I, I love that I'm getting personal here as we're doing a, do you have tickets yet for the game? No. You know, tickets for the game are incredibly expensive. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to use a hook. I, I Listen, when you know a guy, you know a guy. I like the sound of that, Kenny. That's key. That's key. Actually, a good, a good, very good friend of mine's casino host is A.J. Dewey. Is that right? How about that? A.J. Dewey. Don't tell Beningo, by the way. Oh, I did. Oh, I told Beningo the story. Well, I was on the phone with Dewey the uh, uh, first time I spoke to him when he was, we were making a reservation. 
for one of the casinos he's affiliated with. And my friend put me on a phone. Basically, I had a few F-bombs for him. Ah, uh, very nice. Very nice. Blame me. Blame Richard Todd. He goes. <laughs> but listen, with, with, listen, if anybody uh, gets a chance, if your NFL team is playing in Minnesota, you have to go. Well, I got to say, Kenny, the stadium looks great. Watching it uh, on television, the, the crowd seems engaged. It looks breathtaking. I, I guess the only knock would be going to Minnesota in November or December just sounds horrendous. Well, the wind chill was minus nine over the weekend. Yeah, that's it. See, that's not not exactly South Florida, bro. You know, you know what? I was only I was only out in the elements getting in and out of Ubers. I did, you know, basically. Well, that's the move, dude. That's the move. Stay stay warm for sure. Well, listen, on the topic with Verlander, love the move. How could you not love the move? It's basically uh, you replace the ground. That's it. You know, you only, you were only going to get a two years out of the Grom anyway. That's how I look at it. Well, and Kenny, two years of Verlander, five years of the Grom. I'm taking two years of Verlander. It's a better contract. It's a more team friendly contract, no doubt. And you know what's coming next year, most likely, is Otani. Uh, I think the Mets will be in on Otani. Beware the Dodgers, though. I- I'm telling you, beware the Dodgers if Shohei Otani wants to remain on the West Coast. 100%. And listen, the Mets, listen, they still need a bat. They still got to pick up a bat. I don't know where they're getting it. Well, here's the question, Kenny. Are you giving $140 million to Brandon Nimmo? You know what? That's what the market is. See, Kenny, I would not do it, to be honest with you. I would not. I, if I were the Mets, I would go and pivot right now and sign Benintendi and put him in left field. That's what I would do. I would, you know, and, 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 and remember, they got Brett Beatty. You don't know if he could play the outfield. Well, and the Mets, listen, with the payroll being what it is, and I'm not saying that the Mets are going to stop spending, but they are going to have to have two or three guys that are younger, that are making no money. That's where Beatty and Alvarez, they they come into play here. The Mets are going to need one or two of those guys to be effective players for this team. They're going to need that. Yeah, because you can't, you can't be paying everybody 25 to 40 million a year. You'll never, you'll never. No, that's not what winning teams do. I mean, listen, he wants to emulate the Dodgers. The Dodgers have a couple of guys they're paying big money, but then they have a couple of guys through their system that are dirt cheap that are emerging. That's what you want to do. You want to have that mix, Kenny. They don't have it yet, but that's what they're looking to do. You got to pay Alonzo eventually, too. Think about it. They're paying $40 million for Scherzer. They're paying $40 million for, DeGr- uh, for, for Scherzer and for Verlander. I had a little Freudian slip there. They're paying Lindor a ton of money. Marte's making a ton of money. I mean, Diaz is now making $100 plus million. If they re-sign Nimmo, and I don't know if they will. If they do, I mean, their payroll alone is going to be $340, $350 million. With the, Do- with the Dodgers. Hopefully, uh, now you got to make, now you got to win a championship to uh, basically, uh, you know, got to pay off. Well, to vindicate these moves with those two guys, Kenny, I would agree. Appreciate it as always. They got to get to the top of the mountain. And right now, I think, I mean, they have a chance to. They have a very good team. Are they are they World Series favorites right here, right now? Absolutely not. To me, I look at the Mets kind of the same way I looked at them last year. Good team. Good team. Can absolutely win. But you need those guys right and healthy going into the postseason. And I want to see what this lineup looks like. I want to see what's next. I really do. All right, let's head to Elmhurst. I know he's been monitoring the uh, the Brian Cashman comments on the Yes Network. Uh, anything to report, Elmhurst, or no? 
not much. Uh, one thing that bothered me from those Cashman staff stuff, uh, all the moves happening in this winter meeting, Verlander going to the Mets, Turner. And I had to hear one, like three o'clock and I have some radio station like, oh, Yanks made a big move. Oh, what is this? Judge? No. And it's signing this clown to a four-year extension. That pissed me off. It just, it doesn't sit well, Charlie, when you see Verlander getting a $40 million deal from the Mets today. And when Trey Turner gets $300 million from the Phillies. That, that's the issue. Don't you agree with that? That's the issue. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we all knew Brian Cashman was coming back, dude. I mean, with the way he's been handling his business over the last few weeks, you knew it and I knew it. There's no surprise here. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying like at the site. I'm talking about it happening in the winter meetings. Kind of you asked me like two weeks ago or something or Thanksgiving or something. But anyway, with the, with the, without those crabs. But I just like waiting on this judge move. I just don't trust this uh, organization to get it done. Now, I think it's up to judge right now. It's up to judge whether... It does he want to like leave like you know I I, I heard the the Jack Curry or thing on the hot stove shows like does he want to leave like twenty seven million dollars on the table just to like leave the Yankees for or leave the Yankees where you're gonna have the captaincy and everything you no know, you're gonna have Monument Park and everything uh I mean that's the that's the question I think they're gonna have to I have to I, I'm gonna show it bite the bullet go for the nine years because I think it's that important and can like. Like it's bothering me that like the Mets are like going after like reports out there. Oh, they're getting it. Ben Intendi. What are they? What about the Yankees? I mean, what are they doing? Ah, Charlie. The Mets act like a big market, big ticket team. They do, and I'm not saying that the Yankees act like the Tampa Bay Rays or that they act like the Kansas City Royals, but considering they've fallen short, and considering that you know. The team was clearly not good enough against the Astros. You got to be aggressive this offseason. And whether they re-sign Aaron Judge or not, Charlie, that can't be the only move they make. You kidding me? Oh, no way. No way. Like, like you you talk about uh when I think I heard from like your your uncle the Jeff Passing interview you got had you had. Uh these guys, these Yankee brass, like, you know, the the GM uh at what is that? Was that? Process is important more than results. How about the, the Yankee owner to ask you? So you're talking to the judge. Okay, so that's more important than actually signing him. So so my final answer to this, go act like, act like the Yankees and do the necessary move because right now this team's not good enough. And please, get rid of IKF and Doms. Get rid of it. Enough. Charlie? My, minus one. Listen. Three and a half. Uh, you're, on, you're on New Orleans or Tampa Bay today? Tampa Bay. I mean, I can't. I mean, you can't put your money on Dalton in primetime. Listen, I, I did, and I'm saying a prayer because of it. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it works out. Anytime you put your money on Andy Dalton in primetime, it usually doesn't end well. All right, let's take two more, and then we'll watch Andy Dalton in primetime. Jake joins us. What's up, Jake? What's going on, JJ? Hi, Jake. What's up, buddy? I don't know. I'm just – it's been a crazy day. I mean, I think Verlander is a great contract for the Mets, and I personally think Trey Turner's worth every single penny they just paid him. I agree. Because he fits exactly what they need. He gives them speed. He gives them defense. He's a legitimate leadoff hitter. Um, he makes the team so much better in so many different ways. Cre- credit the Phillies, dude. They went to the World Series. They have Harper on. Isn't it amazing how team-friendly that Harper contract looks now? That looks like a great contract. It opened, it opened up the doors for everybody they've signed. Schwarber, Castellanos. And then re-signing Ramuto. It just opened up the doors. But I also just... 
I, I'm asking you now, like, what do you think? How do you think that'll affect the AL East now, uh, NL East? That they that now is like a two headed monster with Harper and Turner and Philly. Uh, the division is loaded, one, two, and three. Uh, the Braves have a tremendous team. Now they're probably going to lose Dansby Swanson because I could see him in Los Angeles. I could see him in St. Louis. I don't know if Atlanta is going to be the highest bidder on him, but even if they lose Swanson, they have a great young core, whether it's Olsen and Riley and Albies and Acuna and Harris and the pitching that they have. They're really good. The Phillies are really good. The Mets are really good. I think all three of those teams are playoff teams. I do. Really? Definitely. And all they're, they're all in contention every year. And they, they will be for the next 10 years. And also then, like, I don't know, man. It's just, I'm just shitting bricks on this on the, on the Judge right now, too. It sure seems like the Yankee fan is nervous right about now. I, Jake, I get it. Because there is no clear pivot for the Yankees if indeed Aaron Judge leaves. There's not. And that scares the crap out of you. I'm well aware. Somebody asked me earlier today, I went on a uh, Syracuse radio station. They were like, well, if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees, well, what's next? I'm like, I don't know. Santa Bogarts, Carlos Correa, like this is a big drop off there. Big, big, big drop off there. And that's problematic. The great Jeff Money in Queens wraps us up. Hello, Money. What's up? I saw uh, Judge on the tele- television there. Yeah, I see him. He's hanging out with Brady. He's got the Mike Evans jersey on. You know, he lives down in Tampa. So I, I want to see the go in action. Okay. Well, I hope I hope you guys, uh, I think you guys are going to re-sign him. I feel good for you guys to keep him. Uh, and Ber- as far as Verlander, I'm very happy with the uh, two. I think it was perfect with the two-year. Was it 80, Was it 89 million, was it, the two-year? So I'm very happy about that. You know, for good for the replacement for, for the Grom, you know? Oh, an easy, no-brainer type of move on that sort of deal. And I know it sounds crazy saying, JJ, no-brainer, $47 million. Well, it's a no-brainer because of the commitment. It is not a five-year commitment like you were dealing with, with the Grom. Now, I always prefer the idea of the Mets keeping their own guy. But when you see a five-year contract like that, I'm sorry. The Mets are better off doing what they were doing. Yeah, true. I mean, I love to, I love to have him for the the whole from beginning to end, but it is what it is. And every time he pitched, you always worry about his arm was going to fall off, you know. So for Verlander, I know he's up in a Verlander is what thirty was he like thirty eight years old? I think he was thirty eight. Uh, so he's up. You know, we got two almost basically two forty year olds up. You're hitching your wagon, bro, to two forty year old pitchers. That that's a little frightening. That's a little frightening. So it, it, it means you need to make sure you keep them right. Going, going, going in October. You, you better find a way to do that, dude. Yeah, I like to see what they're gonna next move's gonna be. That's the only thing, you know. Great with Cohen It's not with the Will Ponds where you knew nothing would have happened. They would have, they would have lost the Grom. They would have lost the Grom, and then you'd be saying, "Oh, geez, what are we doing? Who is gonna be our number two starter?" They say, "All right, next move. Let's go get uh, the guy who won the Cy Young Award. Must be nice." Right. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice for once, you know. It's nice, and uh, hopefully they can pick up a couple of good pickups after this. We'll see how it goes because the Phillies, you know. With Trey Turner was a great pickup. That was a great signing for them. And I was surprised. I did not see the Phillies getting that done. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, that, that division is, is solid. It's a tough, very tough division it's going to be for the Mets. So we'll have to see what happens. And that's why, Jeff Money, it's a good way to end it. The Mets cannot look at Justin Verlander and say, yeah, our offseason is complete. The good news is, I don't expect that to be the case. We're going to have a lot more content coming your way all week. Tomorrow, Sean Fennessey is going to join Daniel Jones. We're going to have Daniel Jones. Getting ready for the Giants and the Eagles. They didn't win, they didn't lose, they tied. You heard that analysis the other day. Riveting stuff. Couldn't have said it better myself. 
So we'll have DJ, we'll have Sean Fantasy, and I'm sure there will be more updates at the winter meetings, whether that's Judge, whether that's Nimmo, that's Ben and Tendi. We'll uh, keep you abreast. We'll keep you updated. Maybe a big trade to report. That'd be fun. Thank you for joining. It's going to be a busy week. New York, New York. We don't stop. The grind. It's real. I love it. I live for it. I'm out. Enjoy your Monday night. We'll chat tomorrow. Be good, everybody. <laughs>